Welcome to Two Sides to the Story with Ted and Lori. I'm Ted Zaleski. And I'm Lori Hirstetter. We are coming to you from Exploration Commons, where we often record our episodes. It's been a while since we've uh, dropped an episode to you. And if you're wondering what we've been doing, it's not that we haven't been doing episodes. It's just that we've done some complicated episodes that took a little work for us to produce to you. And the first one that we are going to drop today is from an event that we were participating in on October 31st. And here we are almost two months later. (laughs) It's been a while because we did a cook-off and it was a battle. Ted versus Lori in the kitchen, an event that Exploration Commons put together, convinced us to do, and titled Two Sides to the Plate. So it was in the Exploration Commons commercial kitchen. It was with a panel of judges. We had staff of Exploration Commons helping us to, uh, to cook and to put together a really cool event. And we ended up with about an hour and 20 plus minutes of content um, from the event. The entire thing was recorded. But we learned, unfortunately, after the fact that without a microphone in your hand, the audio did not record. So there was a lot of editing to do. And Ted took on the work of doing that. And so now we have a slightly... Uh, shorter version of that night, that day. Um, And I shouldn't say slightly. I think it pared down to what? Almost 40, less than 40 minutes. I think so. So you've missed some things in what we're bringing you today, but Ted tried uh, very hard to bring you the highlights of the event. Uh, So Ted, do you want to say a couple of things about uh, the event itself or about the recording or or just the people? before we play the recording. Yeah, so we we got rid of all the sections where there wasn't sound. So you weren't just sitting around waiting for the next thing to be said. We did get rid of some other stuff that was recorded just to make it a little bit shorter of an episode for people to listen to. Uh, it It was very fun. I think you'll hear in some of the discussion people were having a good time. Uh, we met a lot of people in the community, mostly food community in the Westminster area. Uh, So even though I lost, it was still a a fun event and good that we had a chance to do that. Yeah, you mentioned the people and um, in the recording, pretty much everybody gets introduced. And it's, it's interesting. It was um, Ted brought up somewhere in the middle of the recording, and I, I believe this part got saved. Um, friends, family, and food. And that is absolutely what this event felt like, if you sum it all up, is that we each had people we knew in the audience, uh, family and friends. And then we got together with some folks I didn't know, um, some that you did not know as well. Um, to share food, not only making food, eating it together, but talking about food memories. And uh, it was it was a really good time. And for me, even more confirmation of the uh, amazing place we live, the community that we are part of, and what a big part of that Exploration Commons and the Carroll County Public Library are. 
So I would just like to say a special thanks uh, to the folks that were with us that day. Um, I can't name every person in the audience, but at certainly the judges panel and the folks at Exploration Commons that helped us make it happen. So to Nancy and Candace, thank you so much for the idea and the opportunity. We had such a great time. And to all of the judges, Brooke, Jennifer, Ashley, Tony, Garrett, Leticia, and Andrea, uh, we're so thrilled to have had you with us um, to share this fun day, to learn a little bit more about what you do in our community. And, and of course, to our Master of Ceremonies, uh, Bernie, for uh, putting on such a great event and uh, entertaining us as we were cooking. So are we ready to play the episode? Coming right up. Okay. Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to Exploration Commons. My name is Bernie Vogel, and I'm the owner of the Genieberg Baking Company, but I am honored today to be the host or master of ceremonies, if you will, for Two Sides to the Story and a very exciting culinary throwdown. Not only <laughs> what makes this particular event special is that we're not only going to see some exciting culinary uh, dishes, specialties made today, but we're going to hear the stories behind the dishes that are being made. So um, let me tell you, should, would you like to, me to talk a little bit about what two, two sides of the story is? Would you like to tell that story yourself? Well, I did a little research and looked on the, on the website to sort of take their blurb. And according to our two hosts today, it's an online community and podcast about readers, writers, libraries, and bookstores. And we're recording episode 46 today. Um, but um, like I said, this is uh, going to be an interesting culinary throwdown. The dishes presented will be special to our hosts. Exploration Commons, where we are today, is a very special uh, icon in our community, but it is also uh, the envy of many other communities. Uh, we're all familiar with what a makerspace is, um, but I like to look at it as a, a cross between a studio and a salon where technology meets life skills. And we're about to see one of the most important life skills we can, cooking. Um, I'd like to introduce our, our two chefs, which obviously we have Ted, who is going to be preparing for us pierogies. And we have Lori, who is going to be preparing ceviche. All right, then. Let's just get this over with now and <laughs> hand out the medal. All right, come on back, Ted. Okay. This particular location, this, this facility, this place is, is special to me. This is one, my moment of being of humble brag. Um, they opened on December the 17th of 2021, and yes, I was the very first person to use the new laser equipment. This is an exciting bevy of resources and opportunities from sewing, cooking, and um, virtual reality, and the list goes on. Um, I'd also like to introduce our two uh, sous chefs, if you will. We have Candace Berger here who will be assisting Lori. Candace is the manager of the uh, facility here, Exploration Commons. At the other end, we have Nancy Ferris, 
I went to look up your rap sheet online and it just says your name. So we, we, we need to flesh that out because there's a great story here. And my friend Nancy here is a certified food technologist. I checked on your rap sheet and was with, and was with McCormick Spice Company for over 26 years. So she brings a lot to the party. So while the cheering was extra loud for this scheme, I think we got a ringer on this end, you know? So, um, Kevin, if you want to check what the over-under is in Vegas on this, we'd like to know. Um, we have an exciting panel of judges, um, and we'll introduce our judges and entertain questions once we get our chefs underway. So, Lori, if I could ask you first, tell me about your dish, why you chose it. But what it came down to was, what is my favorite protein? Shrimp. What is my favorite herb? Cilantro. And the rest is just sort of other things that came together. And uh, the storytelling element, um, I will get into that once we start cooking. But it is, um, it's a family dish. It's tied to a very special memory. And um, one of the people who inspired it is here with me today. So it was an easy decision to make something that comes from a place of love. Thank you, Lori. Now, Ted. You're making pierogi today, and I said that right, didn't I? Pierogi is singular and plural. Pierogi is singular. And that's probably because nobody's ever actually eaten one pierogi. So I'm Ted, and I don't belong here. <laughs> but Nancy is going to have her hand on my back and make me move and <laughs> turn all this into something you can eat. So Candace said... Um, Tell a sad story. Make them cry. <laughs> so here, you know, I was abandoned as a baby in a cabbage patch. I was a cabbage patch kid before they were fashionable. That's pretty sad, but not true. I'm actually better at funny stories than sad stories, but I don't have one. So again, I'm thinking maybe I should just leave. Now, a lot of people like to claim royalty or important ancestors. I'm pretty sure that I come from a long line of peasants who ate potatoes and cabbage and carrots and onions and dough and kielbasa. So what, what's the story? Uh, there's a wall in my family history that I've never seen over. And actually, that, it is kind of sad. You know, I, I often wish that I knew more. But all of my great-grandparents, they came from Russia, Poland, Ukraine, Georgia, Lithuania, various versions of Yugoslavia and Czechoslovakia. They all came to the United States in the early 20th century, all at the same time. And people from all those countries somehow found each other here. And all my grandparents were born here. And they ate a lot of peasant food. So I ate a lot of peasant food. I grew up eating stuffed cabbage, Halushki, poppy seed rolls, and of course, pierogi. Tonight, you get to be a little part of my childhood and you get pierogi. So uh, that's, why, that's where this came from and we'll see how things go, but I have a few other things I can tell you about pierogi, maybe that you didn't know before. So are we ready to begin? There we go. Chefs, does it count, does it count if they're wearing a glove? Was it, a, was it really a shake? All right. Let the, uh, let's roll the ugliness. Let's go. 
So as you can see, I've, we have some special guests here in the front, many, uh, several are chefs, and you can see what we have here uh, in Chef Talk. This is known as mise en place, meaning everything is all in place. You know, the, one of the hallmarks of, of, uh, of, of a good chef and a good cook, whether you're at home or in a professional kitchen, is have all your ingredients cut, measured, chopped, and prepared so that as you go through the steps of cooking, they have everything at their disposal. Um, so you'll, you'll see some, some chopping of things that are necessary to get started, but by and large, we have all the ingredients here. And speaking of chefs, um, I'd like to introduce our, one of our first judges here, Brooke Haggerty, AKA known as the Chick. Um, I've known Brooke for, gosh, 12 years, I think. Uh, she's been the food chick, she's been the chick, she's been the downtown Westminster farmer's market manager, and a brilliant one that we will miss. Uh, she's uh, very involved with her husband at Bud's at Silver Run, Chef Ken Laurie. Um, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. Tell me something. Or tell us something. Um, I am also a newly certified yoga instructor and health and wellness coach. Uh, so take making a change from the kitchen full time to a little bit more of a so the softer side of Brooke. Carroll County has seen the big, outrageous Brooke, and now it's time to <laughs> dial it back and be softer and simpler. Big personality, yes, for certain. And next we have Jennifer Young, and we go from uh, a chef that works with multiple ingredients to one who specializes in grains and fruits and the science of dis distillation. Jen, tell us a little bit about yourself. Thank you, Bernie. Thank you for having me today. Um, Yes, I am a, the, the new distiller in town, and we actually play with a lot of flavors in our cocktails. And um, I've been cooking since I was 10, growing up in the kitchen with my, with my parents, and um, food is a big part of, of me. And we carry a lot of that philosophy into our tasting room with our cocktails and mocktails to create amazing flavor combinations. So we're, I'm excited to be here today. Thank you. And want to mention, everyone probably knows this, but go ahead and give Jen a round of applause. She and her husband, Drew, are the proprietors and distillers here at Westminster's own distillery. Uh, the first one we've had since Sherwood, right? Long time. Ken could tell, uh, Kevin could tell us more about Sherwood, but the first distillery we've had, in, uh, I guess, uh, post-prohibition, and uh, it's right up the street. Covalent, Covalent Spirits. And we have Tony and Andrea here from, Col Ash Ashley, excuse me, sorry. Andrea's down here. Ashley, thank you. Um, from come to us from Collision Course, which is soon to be our newest restaurant in town. Tell us a little, yeah, please. <laughs> I was about to say I apologize because I jumped Tony when he walked in the door. So, and I, I remember going through that same process, nine years old. The Genie Bird will be nine years old on Black Friday this year. So, right. Sorry I had to be that guy. Tony, I'm going to give the mic to you and the two of you share a little bit about yourself, where we are and where we're going. Uh, so um, I am Tony. My wife here is Ashley, uh, owners of Collision Course. <laughs> um, our restaurant will be going right across the street on Main Street, just literally across the street up the hill. Um, that will be our flagship restaurant. We have two other operations going right now. We do brunch and catering at Riverdowns Golf Course in Finksburg, and we just opened up the cafe at Tech Court, 
out on 97 North across from the Department of Social Services. So when Main Street opens, we will have three operations going all at the same time. No rest for the weary. Um, but uh, we are absolutely happy and elated to just be a part of the community and, and just trying to um, make our mark in just um, making Westminster the place to be. Three, three restaurants going simultaneously. Please meet the new Jose Andreas. <laughs> All right, next we have Garrett. And I, what's your last name? Hoover. Hoover. Garrett comes to us from LifeBridge. Thanks for being part of our uh, panel of judges today. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Garrett Hoover, president of Carroll Hospital. This is a great community, a great place to live, work, and play. I love this space. This is so awesome. And I think I was one of the first ones to see a tour whenever it was just finished with construction. So uh, I came with the pandemic. Uh, just throw that out. Not that I had it, but yeah, I came in March of 20, a really crazy time to make a career change uh, from the Finger Lakes of central New York. Absolutely a beautiful place to visit. I could have brought some wine pairings for today if I didn't know, but yeah. Who knew, right? Uh, this is a great venue, and thank you. It's, it's great to be here with all of you. Hello, I see some familiar faces back here. Super place, thank you. Thanks. Andrea Bursler, our fearless leader here for the Carroll County Public Library System, and uh, one of, uh, you know, one of my favorite people when I see her walk through the door into the dining room. Um, She's been to Antarctica, Tierra del Fuego, the ends of the earth, um, world traveler. Uh, so I'm sure you've eaten some exciting meals hither and yon. Um, tell us something about yourself. Well, I'm delighted to be here. I guess, you know, running the library gets me a seat, so this is nice. Because uh, it is really hard to get a seat at one of these classes, let me just tell you. <laughs> um, really excited to be able to bring this space to this community. Um, it is, as Bernie said, the envy, not just of our community or, or this region, but we have brought librarians in from across the state and even a few who snuck across the Virginia border to come in to the class and they, it's jaw dropping. They're wondering why they can't have something like this. And I'm gonna say that they can't because they don't have Lynn Wheeler and I working together on this project. Right, Lynn? <laughs> we, we, we've got, we got a secret ingredient here. so. Um, but I'm really pleased. This is a lot of fun, and I could not be more proud of my staff uh, for being inventive and creative and risk-taking, and I just can't wait to see what's next. And here we have Letitia North from Expanding Boundaries. I have to admit, I didn't, didn't know to do my homework here. I apologize, but I can't wait to learn more. Okay, hi everyone. Thank you guys. It's exciting to be here, as he said. My name is Leticia Norte. I'm new in the community. I, my family and I moved here from Baltimore um, 2019, um, and then the pandemic came, so everything was slowly to come back, um, get myself in the community, and um, since I've been here, I'm the founder of Expanding Boundaries International, a nonprofit organization that promotes cross-cultural education and tech, and so we meet here every Saturday with our youth from Baltimore City, Baltimore County, and Carroll, and also case from Ghana, Africa, and we work on project-based stuff. And also, I get a chance to come here every quarter to teach African dishes 
the goal that we have here is to um, connect our world together. And so we host um, embassy tours. We allow the kids to just explore different cultures that are here in America because America is beautiful. America is amazing and different people from different walks of life make America great. And so we are preparing the youth to be ready for the workforce because the workforce is diverse. And so I'm thankful to be here. And um, next year we are going to Ghana. So just to share that. And it's open for high school students and also colleges. So that will be it for me. Thank you. I love, I love it when instructions come down from the press box, you know. I love that. That was good. Subtle. Well done. Well done. Okay, so we have a lot of activity. There's some chopping, squeezing, steaming, all kinds of things going on. Um, when, it is. Isn't this facility amazing? This is an envy, a kitchen that would be the envy of any cook. And uh, with, with all the tools we have here for teaching, we do safe serve, we do knife skills, we do all kinds of classes. I think, Tony, you've taught here before, yes? Yes, and how many of you taught? Uh, so, you know, we bring in, Jen, have you done one too? And a Brooke has done? So, we, that's right, we did, well, we did a wine, we actually did a, 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 a dinner event. <laughs> Ixnay on the Einway. Um, uh, chefs? Whenever you're ready, when you get to a point where you'd like to tell us the story behind your dish, you just let me know, okay? Yes, absolutely. Let it, here, let's go. It's Quantro. There it is. Quantro. Nice. So we've got all kinds of interesting things in this bowl. Do you want to tell us about it? Right. Um, well, I decided I was going to do pierogi. Yeah, the ones I grew up with were pretty basic. It had mashed potatoes in them or cheese or sauerkraut. Now, I started reading cookbooks and books about Polish and Eastern European um, cooking, and I found out that pierogies can be much more than I realized. And this one is a dessert pierogi. It has oranges and ginger and the orange liqueur that she just, just mentioned. And some of you didn't hear. I, we put a little bit in there. I drank the rest of that before we... <laughs> Um, so Nancy and I were both, I think, very surprised and pleased when we, when we ate this. Neither of us had had something like it. So uh, we hope you'll like it, too. Thank you. Lori, can you tell us a little bit about your secret ingredient? Let me come around here and see what we've got. a little advantage to get a third because you can help you can have him help you too I suppose we're, we're uh, adding a team member <laughs> so um, my dish my family had a, uh, a long-standing tradition of going to a beautiful place in Ortana Pennsylvania for Christmas for probably four or five years in a row and uh, it's this beautiful restaurant called Hickory Bridge. Anybody heard of it? Hickory Bridge Farm? Okay. So they serve family style. It's a gorgeous facility. Their menu alone is amazing. Uh, spiced peaches, crab imperial, roasted chicken, it's, and home style. Just delicious. 
Well, we decided to add our own little family dimension to that, and we rented out the cabins. And I should give you a little bit of backstory. Hickory Bridge Farm is a bed and breakfast, so you can stay in, in the be big, beautiful building, or across the stream are these three or four really cute four little cabins. And we would rent all four of them, and our family was big enough that everybody had their own space. So we would go stay for the weekend, and what we would do is have something in each cabin that was before or after the dinner at Hickory Bridge. So one was appetizer, one was dessert, one was where we did presents, and I think the other might have been a cocktail. So um, my aunt, um, Vita, who is here with us today, um, and her husband, Michael, um, they did uh, the appetizer, and the appetizer was shrimp ceviche. Um, I had never had it before, but I am a big shrimp fan, and if there's time, I will tell you other shrimp stories in my life. Um, but this was just a perfect dish. It was a perfect start to our family event. Um, this is not exactly it. Um, I remember starfruit. Michael must have done these perfectly beautiful little starfruit in there. It was amazing. And when I got to thinking about what I could do for this, I really liked the idea of keeping it simple. Um, I knew that storytelling was going to be an important aspect to this. You already know my partner over here is funny. And he can tell a good story. And I don't know that I have either of those to his level. So I thought, all right, I'm going to tug at the heart a little bit. <laughs> that I've got this cabin full of memories and wonderful family and wonderful food. And it was delicious and probably one of my favorite Christmases that I can remember. So um, it was just a fun dish to do. Um, I like the memory. And it gave me an excuse to get my aunt to come down and visit a little bit, too. I was like, I'm going to make this dish. You have to come join us. So one of the things that questions that I have that uh, when we have a podcast called Two Sides to the Story, a podcast about books, booksellers, libraries, etc., where does cookbooks, where do cookbooks fit into the menagerie of books that you're interested? Ted, do you want to go first? Before I answer that, I'll tell you, I made dough. We put it in the refrigerator for an hour. Hard to believe an hour has already gone by, isn't it? Um, Cookbooks have not played a part in Two Sides to the Story yet. Uh, as Lori was talking about earlier, uh, it's what made this happen when we were talking to Nancy. She's had a role in some cookbooks, and we thought we might do something with her. But then Candace and Nancy had bigger and better ideas, so that, that didn't happen. But we've had so many things happen to us that were unplanned, not even unplanned, couldn't even have imagined. So, you know, who knows what might still emerge. Lori, how about in your personal life, cookbooks outside of the two sides to the story? Where do cookbooks fit in in your world? So I'll tell you about my journey to get to this dish. Um, I tend to research things to death. So I went to the library. I spent hours sitting at the North Carroll branch. And I have some pictures on my phone. I don't know that there will be a good way for me to share that with you. But um, I sat for probably two and a half hours just looking at the cookbook pulling some down and jotting some things down and trying to identify a dish, what was going to be the one. And I considered so many things. Um, a favorite food for me is chicken wings. 
I looked at all the chicken wing recipes, um, had the idea of we wanted to make it two sides, sweet and heat. So I was looking at a sweet wing and a hot wing. And I think it may have stopped when I said, we're doing this event on Halloween. Can I wear a pair of wings and just bring the whole thing home? And she's like, no, you are not bringing wings in the kitchen. We're not going to have that kind of a problem. So no wings. Wings are out. Um, I love Japanese food, anything Asian-inspired. Uh, sushi is one of my favorite meals. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I could go for it. So I looked at a lot of that. And I actually picked up a cookbook um, by everybody knows Chef Morimoto. So top chef and the whole deal, right? So um, that was a contender for a while. I did not pick a dish from Morimoto, but I loved the idea of tying that to a cooking competition. And actually, next week, we're doing our one-year anniversary episode um, right here at Exploration Commons in the large meeting room. We did our first one here as well a year ago, and we did a book giveaway. So we raffled off some books. So this year, we're going to do the same thing. And one of those books is the Morimoto cookbook. So you'll want to come for that if you're interested. And then one other, I guess, cookbook kind of memory is, um, and this is in the kitchen, but using things from a Top Chef kind of a show. Anybody know the, uh, the show Take Home Chef? This guy was, uh, you do, good. I was thinking, how obscure was this? It, was it just me and my kids that were watching it? Curtis Stone, Australian, nice looking guy. So he would go into grocery stores and, you know, with his cart. You do remember, okay, great, right? And he would um, offer to take somebody home. He said, here's the deal, I'm a chef. I'll, I'll buy the ingredients, let's pick the dish. Let me come home and cook for you and your family. So my family loved this show. And my girls and I did a version of Take Home Chef at home. So um, I was thinking about Morimoto and I was watching a food channel um, episode to try to get myself in the zone for this. And um, guess who was on the show that day? Curtis Stone, the tall Australian chef. So anyway, I was thinking about something along those lines as well as a, you know, an Australian dish, but family won it, shrimp ceviche won it, but I looked at a lot of cookbooks before I ended up here today. I thought it rather interesting that both dishes being prepared today end in a vowel and they're not Italian, <laughs> if you think about it. Okay, we have, well, you're making ravioli there, huh? So we have other, some, some other guests, and we have a lot of guests in the audience today. The couple I'd like to recognize way back in the corner, uh, very discreetly, is one of my dear friends and the former director for, how many years, Lynn, were you the director of the library? 18 years, director of the Carroll County Public Library. Now the president or the chairman of the board for the Historical Society, the Arts Council, in her off time, she's looking for a third board to be on, Lynn Wheeler. And my good friend, Carolyn Babylon, who is uh, the chairman, chairperson at uh, Carroll County Food Sunday. So you can see we have connections, not only to the event, but to food. So Carolyn, welcome to, to today. And one of our fixtures of Main Street, um, Carroll County, or uh, Westminster uh, Common Council board member, former mayor, chaplain of the fire department, byline for the Baltimore Sun and the Carroll County Times, Mr. Kevin Dayoff. Uh, where are we in terms of, uh, these people are getting hungry. 
All right. So the judges today, you all have a, a sheet. Everyone gets to vote. Is that correct? Everyone gets to vote? This is let's 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 go to commercial. Kevin, let's get that over under update from Las Vegas. Um, but we're gonna be looking at the how the dish tastes, obviously. The presentation, which I'm really excited to see. And so far we've heard uh, some of the backstory behind each of these dishes. Um, we're going two sides. Remember I was talking about my wings, my sweet and my heat? Well, we did that with the, sh with the shrimp ceviche. So I'm working on two versions. Um, we have a sweet version, which has a little more of the citrus juice and some mango, um, also some honey. And then that one's got some avocado in it as well. And then the heat version has some jalapenos fresh from Candace's garden. Apparently they're pretty hot, so we're gonna taste test that a little bit just to make sure we don't really set your mouth on fire. And that one instead has a little bit of cucumber just to, you know, a little crisp, stop the heat a little bit for you. So we've got a sweet and a heat version. There you go, absolutely. Look at that pierogue. It's one, pierogue. It is pierogue. All right, here we go. Well, the jalapenos were out of Candace's garden but we have mushrooms here. Nan Nancy went to Poland. <laughs> she, she went out in the woods and found these mushrooms. Now, these beautiful serving dishes here, Ted, are these yours? Do they, is, are they family heirlooms or they're beautiful? Something nice. Because presentation, presentation counts today. So we want to make sure it's got to look good first before we eat it, right? Okay, I was gonna, we're starting to, I think the landing gear is, is down. Yeah, listening to all your comments reminded me of something. Um, in addition to the podcast, for a number of years, I've been doing uh, author interviews. I've probably done about three dozen of them now. Lori and I, as part of the podcast, have done three, maybe four. Uh, but one thing that I've done repeatedly is the, the kickoff event for the kids' Battle of the Books and interview an author or two, one year it was three, three middle, three middle grade books. And I remember trying to figure out, okay, how do I make this not just three separate interviews, but tie it all together somehow? And uh, the, the common theme, and I actually found this in these books, was uh, friends, family, and food. So the interview ended up revolving around those, those ideas. So I just wanted to say something, I, this took me somewhere else about you know, those little catchy sayings. My son likes to pick on me about the signs that are in my kitchen, because I have those, you know, family, friends, memories. See, what are they? Um, whisk me away. Uh, count the memories, not the calories. Um, there's more, there's more. Life is short, lick the bowl. So, oh, and in this kitchen, we dance. The our chefs are starting to present, but they're not ready to pull the trigger yet, so this is how we, how we get to see whether you behave or not. Team Pierogi, we've, we've got Team Ceviche on the table. While we're, while we're waiting for the pierogies, um, I've written about cookbooks on a number of occasions. Cookbooks are very much part of the history and heritage of Carroll County. And one of the projects that I've often thought of, and I don't know who could pull it off, but I've always wanted to go to each, re each restaurant or each restaurateur and chef in the county and ask them for their favorite 
recipe and ask for a story about that favorite recipe. We haven't done a Carroll County cookbook for quite some time. I think the farm, it's been a long time. And there's some great, there's some class, I've written about a number of the cookbooks that are in the history of Carroll County. That's a fascinating story. I mean, that's essentially how Carroll County was founded. We were 10 miles away from the latest wagon train stop in Reisterstown. And we, we, our history is about the hospitality industry, the restaurant industry, and the hotel industry. And I think it would be a great project for, well, Lynn Wheeler's looking for something else to do. So Lynn, so Lynn, 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 Lynn winked at me and she said that she would be more than happy to put that cookbook together. All right, as the food's being served, as the food's being served, when we get the green light from the chefs, when we get the green lights from the chef, remember the dishes taste, the presentation, and the story behind the dish. Two sides of the story. So we're excited here as, as things head towards the table. Can we, can we turn our judges loose? It looks like they've got everything, right? You guys are up. Oh, oh, do they have to wait for the sweet pierogi next? All right, here we go. Let's get ready to rumble here, sports fans. Silence is overtaking the room. Nancy sending emails? No. Okay. So shut your ears, Lynn, if you don't want to hear it. But uh, when we started talking about this food competition, the first person who actually came to mind to be in the kitchen was Lynn. And the reason is that uh, we did Battle of the Books after hours. Ted mentioned it. It's a, you know, a kid's competition. But the library added on the after hours three years ago. And in the first year, we put together a team, uh, Ted and I, Lynn, and two other friends of ours, Annette Danick, who works for Penguin Random House, and Chris Weinbrenner, who works for the county. And we studied hard for this competition, and we won. First place, you should see the still shot of Lynn celebrating the victory. It was amazing. It was a great moment. But even better than that was all of our practices happened at Lynn's house if they didn't happen virtually because this was during questionable times. So when we were together, Lynn fed us and she fed us well. And when we won, she hosted a dinner party at her home. And not only did we have like a five course dinner, but each dish was inspired by one of the books that we had in the battle. So talk about a storyteller and a cook and a hostess with the mostess. Lynn, you win every time. All right. As those forks go down, pick up those pens and let's, let's cast our votes. Could we have, from the kitchen, could we have the two bowls, please? The two bowls. Candace, can we get any comments from you about what it was like to work with your, calling it your, your chef de cuisine today? Can I comment on both of them? <laughs> Ted's really quiet, and Lori kept saying that he would have amazing stories, but he said not a word for the entire lead-up. But quiet as a stone face, poker face, very good poker face. Yeah, and he was terrified of cooking, and so I think those pierogies turned out amazing. For all the smack talk I do, they're fantastic. Um, and Lori's, like, so easy to talk to. Like, if you haven't listened to their podcast yet, 
it's very conversational like this. It's they're they're easy to relate to, and so I would I would definitely recommend it. I loved working with you. You were great. So yeah. All right. Remember to pick up those pens. Cast your votes. While we're wrapping up and casting our votes, I'd like to take this opportunity to thank Carroll County Public Library and Exploration Commons for hosting this event. Give it, let's give it up for the library and for Exploration Commons. I'd like to thank all of our judges who uh, had to endure such cruel and unusual punishment today. Giving up your afternoon. Our special guests, thank you from the hospital, Garrett from the hospital and from the, from the county here. Thank you very, very much, our chefs and guests in town, the, those who uh, uh, were part of our public audience as well as our private audience. I'm going to give the microphone back, but I want to say, don't forget, second season kickoff is going to be here in the large meeting room, and that's going to take place on November the 7th at 6 o'clock p.m. right here where there's no charge to register, and uh, Ted and Lori are going to look back and review the year, and then we're going to look forward. They're going to look forward and share with us some of the things they have on the whiteboard, on their checklist, on their goals for the coming year. Lynn Wheeler might actually be on that short list this year. So at this point, I think my job is done. I'm going to hand the mic over to the people who are used to being in front of the mic. Thank you both. Yeah, one, one more thank you. I think I feel safe saying Lori is with me on this. Uh, Candace and, and Nancy, thank you. Thank you for the idea. Thank you for making it happen. Thank you for keeping me looking really bad. Yeah, I was going to add something about their idea. This was 100% their idea. Originally, all we wanted to do was interview Nancy because she told us that she was included in a cookbook or two. And I thought, oh, we can make that a tie-in to the show with our books, right? And they said, all right, well, we'll get together and we'll have a meeting, we'll talk about it. Well, we came in to talk about it, and this is what we talked about. They had this idea to put us in this kitchen. I, I like to cook, I was all on board. And Ted was really a trooper because he was very nervous about the idea of cooking. And I, I said, you know what, you're a great storyteller, and the dish is only a part of it, and I'm not a gourmet chef either. So it's just been fun. So thank you for joining us. Isn't it interesting that uh, one of the cooks is uh, counting the votes? All right, so we did go overboard, as we do. And uh, we have a custom medallion here. It has their logo, two sides of the plate. We made it. It was. So Joe, uh, I had Joe DiMaggio. He works here. He custom made this. I know. Joe DiMaggio. Wish him a happy birthday as well. Um, and then we printed it in resin here and then just finished it with some paint and I sewed it using our sewing machine. So there you go. So one of them will get to take home the medallion and hold it over the other one's head for, yeah, ever. There you go. So we're just going to add them up and whoever has the highest total wins. So let's do some math. We are waiting for the, the total. Let's Let's, okay, did you hear that? I read it so it's not biased. So I guess if we do this the way that they do it in the Olympics the, or everywhere else, the first runner-up. <laughs> but in a world of seventh-place trophies, we still love you. But 
runner-up today with a score of 170.5. Give it up for Chef Ted and Nancy. And with 180.5, go to the MC. I'm so grateful for you all. No, it with is, it's with excitement that we award Lori at 180.5, our, our, our chef, of the, chef du jour. Round of applause, please. Give it up. Congratulations, Lori. Job well done, Ted. So who did the math? So there was only like, what, a 5% a, a, a margin? I mean, you almost split it down the middle. I'm not good at math, but 170 to 180, yeah, 3% margin, you know, 4%. Congratulations, and thank you both for allowing me to be a part of this. Our competition, we had a good time. Hope you enjoyed listening to it. Coming soon will be our episode, which was our kickoff to season two. Uh, another fun time. and. Sometime after that, we have an interview with Sarah Adler on her book, Mrs. Nash's Ashes. And in the meantime, we are working to get a YouTube channel up and running because these podcast episodes are not only recordings, but we have video content. So we're working on that now and hopefully in early 2024, we will have a YouTube channel with some uh, video content from our cook-off this episode, from season two, our launch party and kickoff episode, and uh, then we might do some more with YouTube in the coming year. So One more, whoever saw it coming. <laughs> so until then, thank you for listening. And enjoy your reading.